This is Shuffle, your backstage pass to Northeast Ohio's independent music scene. I'm Amanda Rabinowitz. My guest this week is Cleveland singer-songwriter Gina Fayola. Born in Guyana, South America, Fayola moved to Cleveland with her family when she was five years old. She was immersed in music growing up, listening to everything from country and rock to the soca and calypso music popular in her homeland. She started learning rhythm from her musician father. He wanted to teach me how to stay focused while making music. So he taught me to um, just maintain rhythm. So I had to, he had me doing, right? So I had to maintain that while he did a lot of intricate stuff around me. And he was such a strict man and he was so serious about music. I was just really focused on not falling off of the beat just so I wouldn't mess him up. I'm facing tomorrow with determination. We ain't got a lot, but we got enough. Sometimes it's slick and sometimes it's rough. And I made up my mind, we gonna go to church. Please to and I know that like your love for melody kind of came from your parents' extensive record collection. Yeah, Can yeah, you talk a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah, my parents, well, my mom, she strictly listens to gospel, but my dad, he was he's a worldly man. He was a worldly man, so yeah. we had everything in the house, and um, I just gravitated to the prettier melodies, like the softer. I guess I fell in love with, like, yacht rock type, type melodies, you oh. know, young. I just fell in love with the prettier melodies. They, they made me feel a, a certain kind of way, like, even before I knew what in love was, it made me feel like I was in love, you yeah. know? And that's what I wanted to, I wanted to be able to create music and make people feel that same feeling from my music. Yeah, I totally feel that because those melodies come, totally come through in your music. Thank and it's you. powerful. Thank you. The life, the love, the pain, the rush, the lies, the love, the pain, the rush, yeah. I know as a teenager you got a chance to go back to Guyana. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know you said it tickled your senses. Yeah, man, it was it was great to go back home. It'd been since like like I said, I was, since I was five years old, so I hadn't been in the weather, I hadn't been in the you just in the environment, hadn't been around many of my cousins and um, my grandparents. We had went back because my grandfather had recently passed away. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to get there before he passed away, but we didn't get a chance to make it there. You know, we just got a chance to just get reacclimated with the scene with the family, with the food, with the music, just with the sounds, just the breeze, you know, the water, yeah. What was it like to immerse yourself in the music when you went back there? Oh, I didn't. That's the thing. I didn't. When I went back, I wasn't even interested in, I think I was too shy to, you know, share music. I think I was just trying to navigate teenagehood when I got back. I don't think I was really interested in publicly doing music. I didn't mind doing it privately. Maybe I'm not as fine as some of your other lady friends, but I got style and I know how to love a man. I'm not so fancy. I don't know the latest dances, no, but I'm a classic. 
and I know how to love a man more and more, more and more and more and more. Growing up in Cleveland's Collinwood neighborhood, mm-hmm. you started singing in a church choir. I did not like singing in church choir. No, you choir. didn't like it. No, I didn't want to. You know, my mom forced me. I loved music. I wanted to go to listen to music, but I didn't want to go participate in music, you know, because I didn't want anybody to hear my voice. So I I was forced to sing, and I would sing very quietly, and the song director, the choir director, the pianist, they would, you know, they would call me out, and they'd be like, you know, if you don't sing louder, we're going to make you solo. So, (laughs) (laughs) wow. So I would, you know, I would try to sing a little louder, and eventually... I guess I didn't satisfy them with my, with my, you know, my volume. So they made me solo. And man, my heart pounded out of my chest. It was just the worst. It was the worst. I sweated, you know. <laughs> I, I forgot lyrics. But it definitely ushered me into having courage to do that, you know. Yeah. But even then, I still wasn't ready until my, you know, my late 20s to share. Is that when you started writing poetry? Yeah, I started 20s? writing poetry mid-20s. Um, I think I was just trying to stretch myself, you know, beyond my comfort. And I had a cousin that um, I would let hear, she would hear me sing around the house and I would let her hear my poems. And, you know, she guilted me into sharing it. She told me that I owed it to God because she felt that I was that good. Wow. She was like, you owe it to God, you know, to, to go out there and share your music. So I decided let me go pay God what I owe him. It's funny how when somebody believes in you, it kind of encourages you to believe in yourself. Eventually, the poems kind of filtered out. They turned into songs. Well, now, I remember yesterday when we used to laugh and dance and play. We were innocent like early day when we knew that we were free. We didn't hesitate to wrestle with the wind. We knew that we would lose again and again. It didn't matter because it never got cold. No milk and honey up in here but this gold. We discovered your music when we actually did a shuffle episode in mm-hmm. 2021 yeah. on this compilation that 12 Literary Arts put together called In Search of the Land. Mm-hmm. What was it like working on that very Cleveland-centric album? Man, it was it was a great experience. It was one of my favorite experiences as a musician. Um, I didn't find out about the project until, you know, the tail end of it. When I linked up with them, basically the whole album was done. They sent me a track and asked me to, you know, write the song for that track within a week. So when I went into the studio to record that song, they were telling me that they needed one more song and they wanted it to be just acoustic. So I submitted um, my song, Why Not Give Our Best to Love. Daniel called me and told me that he was crying, you know. I don't mean to put you on blast, Daniel, but he was crying, you know. And, and Terrell, tall black guy, he also said, you know, it made him cry. So I was like, okay, so that means the song is on the record, right? So I ended up getting two songs on the record, you know. 
Yeah, Daniel Gray Contars, the director of 12 Literary Arts in Cleveland, and Tall Black Eye is a hip-hop and soul producer from Detroit. They put that album together. Your songs are just a standout on the album. Thank you. So Thank you very much. It was a really cool thing to have you be a part of. So why, why not give our best to love? Why not give our best to love? Why not give our best to love? I know you have big plans in 2024. Yeah. You're planning to go back to mm-hmm. Guyana? Yeah, I just want to take a break from America, you know. <laughs> I want to um I want to finish up my album honestly. I have a lot of songs and it's been a struggle for me to decide which songs to put on an album. You know, so I feel like when I go back home, I can reconnect with my roots, um, you know, get around some of the Guyanese people and maybe they can inspire me on on, you know, choosing which songs I want to use. I bet that's going to be such an incredible experience for you. Yeah, and and the good thing is my dad's old bandmates, they're willing to work with me once I get there as well. So, you know, um, my dad is no longer alive, you know, but I'll be able to, you know, just get in, in the thick of things with his old bandmates and see what comes out of that. Crazy, I must be because I'm in love with you. And my vision's hazy. Tears are overflowing, brown eyes blue. I really hope that my style of creating music, my just my approach, I hope it's well received in Guyana because, like I said, it's a Caribbean country. You know, yeah. I sing a fusion of R&B and everything. You know, so I'm hoping that you know when I get there, it'll be well received and. I can pick up what I need to pick up from them and add that to the fusion as well. You give sweet love, then take it away, leaving me to free fall back. That's Gina Fayola. You can find photos and links at ideastream.org shuffle. And we filmed this interview for Applause Performances, which is available to watch on demand via the PBS app. If you like what you hear, make sure you're following the Shuffle podcast. Give us a rating or write a review. We're open to feedback and guest ideas. Email us at shuffle at ideastream.org or find WKSU's Shuffle on Facebook. Brittany Nader is Shuffle's producer. I'm Amanda Rabinowitz. Thanks for listening. I cry like a baby. Cry like a baby.